book of Philippians. So I know it's a little bit late in the hour, but there is some come this morning, I'm sure, that they want to hear from heaven. I know they've already heard from heaven, but I, I want to add to it a little bit if I can. I need to continue to give God the praise and honor and glory He so richly deserves. I need to continue to let the church know uh, the sacrifice that He made for us. It got us to this point today. Because without that sacrifice, there'd be no point, period. There'd be no sadness or no pouring of hearts uh, uh, telling uh, those that she loves uh, the burden that this world is bringing down on us. Uh, the burden that this world is bringing on each and every one of us. Uh, if you're here today in this church building, Mamala, the world is bringing a burden down on you. You may think all is well, uh, same way with Kathy's niece. Uh, she thought she was on top of the world. Uh, but let me tell you what the world's done for her. It's put her in a place to where she's looking at high up on heaven, uh, putting her trust and faith in her Heavenly Father, uh, knowing that He is the only one that's going to get her through what's going on in her life today. And if you're here this morning thinking that this can't happen to you or, or you may not be coming down with cancer uh, with what, what Ray was talking about with his friend this morning, uh, if you don't think you can't come down with that, I have another thing to tell you. It could happen like that. Like that. Turn to the third chapter of the book of Philippians. So this is a letter that the Apostle Paul was writing to the church of Philippi. Oh, as he was in a Roman prison. He was writing the letters to the churches that he loved and established. He put his heart and soul in. Worried about those that he'd left behind, knowing that he'd have to move on someday to his final destination. He was writing to this church of Philippi. We're going to be in the third chapter of the book of Philippians. We're going to begin reading in the seventh verse, reading through the fourteenth verse. And that's where the Lord's put me here this morning. So if you would stand in reading of reverence of God's word, if you're able, if you're not able, you don't have to stand. God understands. But if you're able, stand. Because he knows our hearts. Pray for me if you would this morning, church. Lord, I need your prayers in a mighty way. In the seventh verse, in the, verse in the third chapter of the book of Philippians, it just follows. But what things were gained to me that I counted loss for Christ? Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the ex excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ by righteousness, which of God by faith I may know him, power of resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made formable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the death, not as though I had already attained, attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, count my not I count not myself to have apprehended this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, Christ Jesus. Lord, thank you for your reading. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The title of my message is this, Power of the Resurrection. I've already talked a little bit about Last Sunday night's message when we talked about the need for conviction. The Lord's put me here this morning for a reason. 
The power of the resurrection. We as God's people today, Brother Tony, need to understand what that power is all about. We need to understand what the resurrection is about. Because until we understand that, we cannot understand the power of it. Without the paper, the pen is no good. Without the pen, the paper is no good. Without the resurrection, Sister Patsy, we're no good. We're worthless in the eyes of the world without the resurrection. We need to know the power of it, that what it holds to us in our everyday walk of life and what it means to us to be able to, to draw strength from in our time of need. We need to understand the power of it, what it means to God's people, those who follow our Heavenly Father, and especially to those who don't follow Him as our Lord and Savior. We need to understand the power that it has for each and every one of us. It tells us in the 14th verse of the calling of God, there's three things that we need to look at here this morning about the calling of God. In Acts 17.30, it tells us, At the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Before we can understand the resurrection, we as God's people need to repent. John the Baptist preached on that in, in the River Jordan when he was baptizing those that would come to be baptized. He was telling them, Brother Clarence, repent. So all they had to do was just repent. Tell Christ that, that they're sorry for, for the way they've lived their life and the way they've rejected Him in their everyday walk of life. If you can repent, all can be, all can be taken care of. All can be forgiven if you'll just repent. And he did that. Till Christ came on the scene. Because he was only there filling in for him until he made his grand appearance. One day he walked in that river. And when John seen that, he knew who he was looking upon. He knew Christ had come on the scene. The one that was talked about for centuries. The Messiah in the midst. What is the calling of God? God calls every one of us to repentance. If you're God's people... <laughs> He's calling us to repentance. If you're not God's people, He's calling you to repentance because He needs you to get to there to understand the power of the resurrection. Without that calling, we have nothing. He's called each and every one of us to complete a dedication in our life so we could serve Him in a way that He deserves to be served. It's our calling to do that. Apostle Paul writes about this to the church of Philippi, what they should be doing as those who love the Lord, those who are trying to serve Jesus. We should be dedicated. He also, the third thing that he's called us to, and this is eyes, one of the most important things that each and every one of us is called to, either to a service or to a special ministry that he's put on each and every one of us. If you're here this morning, he's called you to a ministry. I don't know what it is. Maybe of singing or teaching or, or, or just serving as the Sister Margie does in her, in, in her prior list. Uh, he's called you to do something. He's, he's not got you here this morning for nothing. He's got you here that, that because He can use you uh, out here in the world uh, serving Him to showing the world that God can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. can if we'll just allow ourselves to let Him use us, uh, that, that it, we can serve Him and serve His people. 
We need to make the church understand that, that the calling of, uh, of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection has, has more than just a, a, a saving uh, power. It has a repenting power, if you would. It, it allows us to be able to, to look upon the face of Jesus and let Him know that, that we're sorry for what we did to Him in our lives, in our disobedience and serving Him. It says that, that I may know Him and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, what he went through for us on that cross, Calvary, we could have life, have it more abundantly, and being made conformable to his death, knowing that we know today death is coming to each and every one of us. Use flesh. I'm not going to get out of this world without dying. One day we're going to leave this old world. I don't know what, what day, but I may live to be 100. I may live to tomorrow. I'm not going to get out of this world without it. I want to know I've got my ticket punch when I do. Because one day, sort of like today, back in the day of the draft, Brother Gene, our number's going to come up. I know you remember back in, 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 in years ago uh, when we turned 18 year old, uh, oh, we dreaded that. Oh, I'll tell you, Tony, when I turned eight year, 18 year old and I got out of school, I was, was worried sick. Not that I wouldn't want to go serve my country, but I was worried that I would have to go at that time. I don't know if it was because of my inner prayer or what, but that was the same year that the draft was abolished and went away. My number never did come up. There's a lot of peoples that did. A lot of peoples that went and served, fought for this country, for us to be here today. Same way Christ did for us, we can be here today. If you served in the military here today, you've done the same thing for all of us that did not serve. We would have the right to be here today. You hear me, church? The right be here today. We're not made to come here. So this is not what this is all about. We come because we have that privilege. Privilege because Christ perished on that cross. Shed his blood for us. Ronnie, I don't know how much blood he shed on that cross that day because uh, his way to the cross was pretty rough. He had shed a lot of blood before he got there. But you know, it only took one drop. One drop to cover my sins. He says, brethren, I count myself not to be apprehended. In other words, seized, if you would. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind us. And, and church, I need to stress that strongly. Forget those things that's behind us. Because it's behind us. You know, our sins we have committed throughout our life before we're saved is forgotten. God's wiped that slate clean. Forget about those things that's behind us. They don't mean anything. If you give your life and your heart and soul to Jordan, Savior Jesus Christ, your past don't mean nothing. That ain't what He's wanting from us here today, church. He wants us. He wants our future. He wants our hearts that we can go out there and serve Him the way He needs to be served. The past don't mean anything. Stop pondering on it. Because the Apostle Paul writes this. Because he's reaching forth to those things which are before us. Church, we need to, as God's people, reach out and grab those, uh, that, uh, grab the things that, that Christ has got set aside for all of us, uh, that we can use those things uh, to be able to reach out to a lost and dying world. Because one of the things that he's called us to uh, in our ministry uh, is tell people about Jesus. If you don't have any other ministry to do here today, tell people about Jesus. Oh, what a ministry that would be. Knowing that that's our calling. Tell those about the Lord. 
the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, if you would, making mention of the things that he did before and against Jesus. He was a typical Jew. He, he despised Christ. He did something and somebody they didn't even know. Brother Ronnie talked about that in our Sunday school lesson this morning. We talked about why the Jews hated Christ so much. Because he was uh, sort of messing up the apple cart, if you will. People was listening to what he had to tell them. See, they didn't understand that he was a Messiah coming. They just knew that he was doing things against those, those traditions that the Jewish people were doing. He was sent for a reason. We would reach out to a lost and dying world. The church, I want you to look at today. Those who watch our media and what's going on in the world today, I know we all have thoughts of that, thinking, Lord, 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 what's this world coming to? God knows all about this. You know, back when he was walking this earth, they were rioting then. Those who were against Christ was blaspheming, was trying to, trying to create hate in their sector, if you would, tell them that he was a false prophet, and he was blaspheming the name of God. Creating hate among their people. Fast forward 2,500 years if we can. What's going on in our world today? Those ginger that would listen are creating hate in our world today. Because hate is the ways of evil. The ways of evil are the ways of Satan. It don't matter what your thought is what's going on in our world today. It's nothing new. God's got this. Like I said earlier, we win in the end no matter what. It says in the 15th verse, as I've Wrapping up, Mamo, just come up. Let's, let's play a song of invitation, if you would. I'll go ahead and cut this off. It says, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. I don't know anybody here today is perfect. I really don't. And if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. God's going to reveal it to us, He's going to show us. We'll just listen. People will show their hearts this morning. We're having a pretty rough time these days. Things just ain't perfect. The one place that they can lay their burdens is at the throne of God, knowing that He's the only one that's going to fix this anyway. So there's a lot of things in this world that we can try to do ourselves. We're going to mess it up. You know, we that follow Christ sometimes think that we can do Christly things. Or Travis, we mess it up. We mess it up. Take Christ out of the equation. Only we shouldn't do that. Because Satan is willing to step in and take the place of Christ if you'll let him. He'll show you the world. I tell you what I see of the world is ugly. I fear for my little granddaughter. If the Lord allows her to spend her time on this earth, I can't imagine what she's going to see. It scares me. I pray God's done called me home by that time. I don't know if I could stand it or not. I'm having enough trouble with my 15-year-old with a boyfriend. By the way, he needs to be prayed for knows that too, Patsy. I don't know how we're going to do it. But I know what's going to get us through this. <clears throat> That's putting our trust and faith in Christ. Giving Him the honor and praise that He so richly deserves. That's what we need to be doing. Knowing that we're not nothing without Him. We're not nothing without Him. We're not nothing without Him. Stand if you would. If you have a need this morning to come pray, come let us pray with you. We'd love to lay our hands on you and let you know that we love you. You're in our hearts and prayers. You're here this morning and you're not sure of your salvation. That's the biggie. He's touched your heart this morning. Surrender. We've got that need for conviction. Because without that need, you never see the power of the resurrection. You never are able to enjoy it. Lord, 
You're just going through something you just need to pray about. You have a loved one that has a need to pray with you. Whatever it might be, would you come? As Mamo plays uh, uh, just as I am, I, I, Lord, I hear God, I, I keep saying this, and I, and I think about the Billy Graham Crusades, as, Crusades when they play that song, how that multitude of people will come down. Oh, what a sight that is to see. We're just a few. To see it would still be a blessing. Do you have anything we need you to pray about this morning that, that we can pray with you for? Let's, let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you this morning. The humble heart, uh, first of all, thanking for you for grace and your mercy, for what it means to each and every one of us is here this morning. I want to thank you, Lord, for giving us the ability to know that you have a calling for each and every one of us here today. First, we must repent, and dedicate, then submit. That's all you have us to do. You'll show us power you can give each and every one of us in our everyday walk of life. But I thank you for, for all that you're doing for us here. Lord, there's many things we have to pray about here, but most of all, Father, we, we pray for those who's not with us that's going through going through discourse in our lives. They just they, they messed it up. James writes that for him that knoweth that doeth good and doeth not to him, it's a sin. They know not to do it, yet they're sinning. Pray for them. Somehow you can show them the way back to the flock. Because as a shepherd, as I look across my, my flock, I see there's a few of my sheep that has been lost and got lost. Pray that you're able to let me to leave my flock and go out and get the one to bring back. But we pray for thee. At the end, I want to thank you, all those who's here today. I want to let them know that I love them. And I pray for them diligently each and every day of my life. God will watch over them. Because they are your servants. Without those, can't magnify your name in this dead and wretched world that we live in. Father, give us strength to tarry on and allow us to draw from you in our time of need. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for what you've done for us on the cross. For all us here today, in your precious Son, Christ Jesus' name, I pray. And all of God's people say it.